Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. I'm Swizz. And thank you for joining us. It is round two, done and dusted. Prices are about to change, ladies and gentlemen, after this week. So everyone is getting in early, getting their Christmas presents wrapped and bowed and tied off, using those boosts so that way our teams are no longer unique. Stuff you all. And um, <laughs> stay off stay off our setters. <laughs> we were just chatting. Chris, how are you today? Oh yeah, going great actually. I'm I'm probably the most tired I've ever been in a single day. Um, but I'm you know powering through. Uh, that uh, the old four month sleep regression and teething is um it really took its uh, course last night. But uh, other than that, I'm fantastic, guys. Let's go. <laughs> Jeez, you mean you're actually getting put to work uh, for once in your life? Uh, Swiss, how are yeah. you this evening? Uh, mate, uh, most people saw my Twitter rant this morning about uh, Ticketmaster, but finally got that solved. So I've calmed down now. I'm happy. I'm smiling. Um, huge shout out um, to our man, Bryce Mitchell, uh, for everything he did with the projections over the weekend. Doesn't get enough credit. So I was chatting to him and said, yeah, I'll definitely give him a shout out. Um, definitely um, send him some love because it takes a lot of work to um, do all the projections he does and um, makes our life easier. So, you know, ma- massive shout out to Bryce. Yeah, go check out Bryce Mitchell if you haven't already. I think JP as well, like Callahan, it's just absolutely outstanding information there. So, um, look, the purpose for today is we're going to go probably segment by segment looking at some of the key issues, uh, particularly in Supercoach, before the prices change. So going through and looking at, well, let's look at the rookies. Are they a must-have? Are they kind of like 50-50 where, yes, you could get them in, but maybe if you've already got them, great, but I wouldn't go out of your way to get them. And then those that we're probably looking at passing on. So that's the kind of format where we sort of do a little bit of a vote even on which ones, like, yes, 50-50 or nay, so that way you can kind of at least round out there's three of us to get a, a holistic view uh, on that format. And then we work, work the way, same way through with mid prices and you know who's a must-have in the same kind of process. And then some footy chat, looking at premiums, who you should bring in, who you should get out, and all those hot topics as well for this round. Before we move on, the SC Insider 100, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Also, all the audio platforms as well, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And on the YouTube, just search Supercoach Insider, like, subscribe, get amongst all that content. And speaking of content, Something that some of you don't know, and you must be hiding behind a bush, must have been one of those people that didn't rate set a goat at all because you have no <laughs> idea what's happening in the world. But we do our team-by-team team stuff each week. It's individual. So if you like what Chris is putting out in the universe and you like his team and want to track his progress through the season, then go check it out. YouTube, so Supercoach Insider, Chris will do a weekly team reveal. Swizz will do a weekly team reveal. And I, apart from last week, will do a weekly team <laughs> reveal as well. And the key is, is that we look at different strategies. We talk about our own team. You might look, hey, my team's quite similar. I like what Chris is thinking. If for the, the VC, the Cs, who's in, who's out, what changes I'm looking to make. And it's probably the most individual feedback and live progression you could probably get from us. And it's only on YouTube. Swiss. Yeah, I do a bit more Q&A as well with the public. So definitely hit up our um, Supercoach Insider 100 on Twitter or Swiss 26 and um, and I will try to get around to your questions. I'm going to try to get a few guests on as well throughout the season to uh, answer some questions too. Oh, guests as well. I like this. Swiss is becoming like the man down under. He's just <laughs> underrated, but everywhere. Uh, how do you find oh. the time between winning community awards? And, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
It <laughs> was. I tell you what, I, I appreciate that. That's yeah, co- coach of the year in cricket um, in Victoria here for cricket. So really do appreciate that. that was uh, really not expected. So um, yeah, a shout out for that and my, the under eighteen girls, the lady seconds, and also acknowledged for I think it was the under twelves with uh, Parkfield and Silverton the previous season. So yeah, really really proud of just not for myself, but the the team and the club like our club's a, a brilliant club down here at noble park so yeah no i'm really proud and it just continues to put us further on the map wow is it like the year of swizz with the yeah. other awards that yeah. award and then you got you got to go to the super coach insider uh so the super coach was at the Watch, initial yeah. the event the as well afterwards all that yeah. sort of stuff it, it is good oh. and uh, i better give another shout out um pete from uh, uh o'brien's real estate who actually sponsors our club a massive super coach man follows us. He'll probably be listening to this pod once we put it up. Um, he was just over at my house before come came over and talked super coach because we were talking about you know real estate and a few other things. But yeah, no, it was good to have him over. And any I love when people pop around and just want to talk super coach. It's, it's fantastic. So yeah, good good tiger man there, Pete. Oh, I can't give if you're selling your house. If you're in Melbourne, and you're selling your house. Raw O'Brien's um, real estate. Go and talk to Pete. Tell, tell him that we sent you too. Yeah. And do we get a kickback for that? Because I get I'm all about my, my club gets a kickback, so that, that <laughs> yeah, when, looks when after us. It, when uh, he gets enough when he gets enough houses, we can finally yeah. get a, a hotel. Well that, that would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> anybody wants to donate um, us a house or something. <laughs> we digress. So let's go on into the format. Let's get into the real nitty gritty and it doesn't start much easier when we Look at the number one player that you must have. And I don't believe he's only in 74% of sides because there's 26% Muppets or bots out there. Chat GDP. Was it chat GDP? G- yeah, G- whatever GPT. it is. Yeah, yeah I need it. I need Great it. Great South Park episode two about that. Oh, is it really? Just came um, out. I need AI just to get my bloody things right. So Sheasel, Harry Sheasel, 198,000. He is a negative break even of 116. So negative 116 break even. Absolutely ridiculous, his form line in that defensive line. So the way I see it, there's so much money to be had. He's going to be defender forward status in a few weeks' time or in a month's time. Um, the only thing that I could see and envision stopping him would be Aaron Hall coming back into that side. Mm. But why would they play him? <laughs> like when you have a brand-new player absolutely tearing up and you've won two out of two, um, I say Aaron Hall who? Um, Swizz, what do you think on Cheese? Oh, mate, I can't believe he's not in 100% anyway. I think maybe you just wanted to see that for whatever reason, second week of data, or you you know, you don't like trading first week, which I'm always fine with because that's always been my mantra. But if you don't have him, that's just your number one get. And it doesn't matter who, it, if you've got Callahan or it, really anyone, you're just moving heaven and earth to put Buddy Cheese on your side. The, the kid's an absolute jet. That's uh, right onto North and. Um, he looks like an absolute 10, 12 year player superstar for them. He does, uh, yeah, Chris. Mu- must have. Um, mm-hmm. That's simple. I don't, I don't need to say anything simple. else. No, that's I don't need to. So, yeah, yeah, must have. Swizz yeah. must have. Chris must yeah. have. Easy, easy, easy. Yeah. Um, you got the in. next one, uh, Swizz. It's your uh, friend. That would be uh, Chandler and that uh, K Chandler, the big one for Melbourne. So, th- this is where it's it. Now, this, he's an interesting discussion because played very well again. The scoring is is not the problem here. Uh, Melbourne obviously going to get, you know, even the great thing was it was even a loss and he still scored well. But you go, oh, we're expecting Melbourne to win a lot more games than what they lose. He's a forward. Um, you know, he's going to be able to get on and, you know, kick the goals and that. 
and not just kick goals, but be involved in scoring passages, which is obviously always gold, the super coach. Um, but the big, the big thing for him is his job security. Now, we know Melbourne have some players still out. Now, Gorn is now going to be out for four to six weeks, so that's one less player, but that's a different kind of role unless Melbourne want to restructure and just have the one tall um, and and kind of restructure their forward line. But it's all about when Cozzy Pickett comes back in and how that affects him. And does Cozzy Pickett come straight into that midfield? Does he go back and play in that more forward role? Does Chandler get bumped back as sub? Um, so there are some questions there about what's Chandler's role going going forward. For the um, you know short term, he's definitely playing this week. We hope he plays well enough so he gets another week. So well, what are we talking about? I think this week he's probably looking at about 60K price rise. So we know we're going to get one decent price rise out of him. Just the question is, do we get the second, third, fourth? That's, so it's not just 60K, it becomes 150K. And that's the issue with him. Yeah. Um, so with me, he's he's a 50-50. Um, I don't know if he's must-have. I think that he's the one that you'd like to have if you've got... It's, a, it's almost like a luxury rookie correction because of this. Now, having said that, there's two, I, I look at it two ways. I go, okay. I don't if if I if I get him and he's dropped, well, okay, I've made a little bit of money, whatever. It, it it's probably going to be quick cash, and I can potentially swing him out to someone else or whatever it might be. If I if I get him and he doesn't get <coughs> dropped, and he ends up staying in the side for four or five weeks, everyone else who's got him is now well above you in terms of cash gen, and he's a guy that can absolutely burn you. So he's more of a. I know he's only in twenty percent of teams right now. But I do obviously think that that will jump up at the end of this week. Um, and so I want to be on the, I don't mind if I have to trade him out train. So for me, I'm, I'm getting him, but I can understand that he's not a super priority to get in. He's more of a luxury trade if he's like your last one that you need to get out of there. Um, ben. Yeah, so Chris, you, you've actually changed. Now, the, I, I equate this one similarly to when you passed on stack at Richmond yeah, a few years ago and you exactly hated it last way. year, you yep. waited on Martin going, Oh Martin. And then you're like, oh, I have to bring him in. And he's just jump, jump in price. Now, if he's named this week now, so is the break. So as in 59,000 is the projected price. Projected, rise. Yeah. So his break even is minus 94. Yeah. But that's with a projected score of 37. He yeah. goes up 60 K. Yeah. So it's absolutely ridiculous. If they win this week and they should, and he plays well, like I'm hoping he does, they play West coast next week. Yeah, yeah, for me, that's a big enough gamble. This week it's yeah. Sydney, so I can that's understand okay. the lower projection. That's my only issue with it. Like, uh, it's a rookie though. Rookies are always projected lower. Oh it, no, but the stupid. fact that it, it, he's playing Sydney small forward, Sydney obviously a much better team than most others running around. You could see Chandler possibly having a a forty game. That's that is the possibility there. If he was playing the West Coast from Essendon and the other games coming up, you can see him going back to seventy, no problem. So I just think. There is some doubt about the scoring this week just because of the, they're playing the Swans. Yeah, I agree. There is doubt there, and you don't have to go out of your way to get him. But it's still again, if, but yes, money this week. Forward, but um, just on that, the way that he scores is not necessarily like that. Hmm. He he gets high up the ground. He's not one of the small forwards that sits inside 450 waiting for the ball to drop so that he can jump on and snap a goal. He's a high possession, get outside the 50 type of small forward. So... I don't think that's as – I think because of that, his scoring is not as uh, up and down. Or yeah, it doesn't fluctuate as, like Davey yeah, would. Or he Davey's exactly. on 40 points at halftime and then does nothing. and gets, 
and he's but done it he, twice he now. He didn't two weeks get in a row. that much of the ball. The thing that helps him, he does get up, as you said, for the marks. Like he can be that mm. link up player. So that's where he's probably scoring is, but he's not a huge possession guy. And that, yeah, as I said, only the 12 touches. Um, but did kick that. That's huge that for goal. a small forward. <laughs> well, yeah. it probably is a huge for <laughs> a small what I forward. Mean. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, compared to what some other players would, it's not a huge. And that's what I was saying. Just because of the matchup this week, it's interesting. But even with a forty, you know, he's making sixty thousand. Benny. Yeah, and for me, I think it's a case of I'm happy to take that risk, hope to get two games out of him at least at a minimum. And if he doesn't play this one, as long as he's not sub, which could really kill it, and that would suck absolutely. But I'm thinking 100K minimum is on offer. And at this point, based on some of these players that we're looking to get out of our side, I will take that money and hope for the best. And if it's not so great, then I'll just trade out and take my 100 and run. And I think it's pretty much where I'm sitting. So uh, we're all in a yes for Chandler? Uh, well, You're I'm 50-50 because I just think that he's It's a he's not only- must-have. Yeah, so like if you've got other problems in your team, he's not one that I'm pushing ahead of others. Like if you need to restructure or do anything like that, you know, yep. I'm not pushing him in front. I'm saying if you can restructure with two trades and the third trade's your rookie correction, that's the what I would be doing. He's the he's the number one rookie correction, but I don't think that unless of course you don't have Sheasel, but I mean yeah, everyone does. Yeah, I, I, so. I'm like Chris. I'm on the fence as well because a lot of people are probably thinking either Davy or Fergus Green, um, unless you know got some other like terrible rookie that you started off with that isn't scoring in that. But if you're thinking Fergus Green could be one of those real slow burns to. Well, we'll touch on Fergus Green like, and we will later, I guess. But, yeah. but just as the trade out target that probably people are looking at, yeah, you know, there's guys that'll be probably slow burns, but I've got really good job security. And do you want the kind of quicker cash? But there, there's risks involved with both, and that. So see, I even try. I tried to be coy, Swizz. I said, you know, trade out targets, no name drops, and Swizz just comes out name yeah, drop. That's Real estate, really my name drop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard not okay. to put him next to one of those guys because, yeah, outside. Oh, that's of, what like, makes maybe, people maybe stick Chester, around. But you want to find like, out. Yeah, you you stick around. You want to find out. Around. You stick that's around. Right. That's pretty much how how we're you running gotta, this ship. So today. yeah, I'm on the. You got to kill fence. him with I'm, I'm, Okay, exactly yeah. like Chris. Yeah, <laughs> if you've got Gorn, you've got say other options that need fixing. Then definitely fix that. And poor, um, Clarky as well. I think he's got Bailey Dale. Sputting up oh, a storm no. with Max Gorn. I was like, yeah, you might want to fix those first. So, um, Chris, you got the next one? Oh, wow. I completely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so Connor Lions. McKenna. Um, yeah. yeah, so Connor McKenna is someone that I um, jumped on last week. Um, he has a break even uh, also of negative 76. Um, so the only reason why it's actually negative 76 is obviously his elevated price is at 167K. Now, the reason I think he's an absolute must-have is because most defenses are pretty weak they running generally two or three premiums and absolute most and there's not many running mid prices anymore i mean i think that if you want to call say liam jones a mid pricer he's probably the only one that people are running at the moment or or say stocker or, or got someone like that at say a d4 who are the other guys there's not really much other reliable scoring in that defense but he's now proved in back-to-back weeks that he can go yeah, he's got 93 and 78 He's potentially the best scoring rookie. Jinbi might have something to say about that, of course, in further games. But at this stage, he's proven to be the best scoring rookie. We are still a little bit iffy on his long-term job security. But so far, if he's playing that well, he's not getting dropped. So right now, I'm saying he's a must-have. And I think that he's probably one that you would restructure around because he's going to make 
too enough cash and he's got the potential to burn you. Um, so yeah, definitely must have for me. What about you, Ben? Um, yeah, I, th- I think there's definitely value in him. If I don't have him, I'd be liking to get him in. I wouldn't say it's an absolute must certainty lock and load kind of must have sort of player, but I would definitely be kind of leaning towards that 80 to 90%. Like you definitely should have this player. Um, the other thing to note with me is like dogs Collingwood generally play quite a fast style and especially dogs with their uh, lack of defensive pressure. It's just coming rebounding back in with their tall forward line. I could see him really telling up and Collingwood as well with their fast mm-hmm. movement and play style. Someone like McKenna could really flourish. And then after that, you actually have North and GWS and it's like, well, once it hits the ground in their forward line, I also see someone like McKenna could actually chip away and get um, a lot of connective play there. Plus he's getting more confident each week that he's playing. Yep. Every I've game he that. plays, he, he looks like he's actually quite damaging and linking up and other players are having more faith in him and his abilities and they're just letting him go. So I definitely like him. It's a, an easy option to at least buy you until round six until you put a whole bunch of your other players back in the defensive line. And um, I think he's a, a good option. I'm glad I started him. Thanks to you, Swizz. Any no thoughts problem. on McKenna? Are you going somebody who was or? so negative on McKenna all preseason? Yeah. And, that, and for me, oh, then to, as then, in I thought, no, I no, thought no, there was, was a me. role for one. It was me, oh, and then to I, come I on think and convince. We're all the same boat. Yeah, 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 and then jump on and then convince you on it, mate. Um, yeah, I, I actually, yeah, again with Chris on this, I think he's more must have than Chandler, uh, just because of the way everyone's structuring their um their backline. So, I and there's potential options there, especially with. You know, we'll talk like you know your Chesser and kind of that that you can actually you know move around to put him in, um, if you don't have him. So I think yeah, he's he's definitely an option. Uh, it doesn't take me much convincing to get a handcuff going there, Swizz. thing too. Like he's he's a hundred percent lock if you do have Wilmot. Like that's yep. just a no-brainer there. It reminds yep. me of the Bash Brothers from um the old um. What do you call it? Mighty the Mighty Ducks. Ducks? Mighty yeah, Ducks. the Bash yes. Brothers. What a great movie. The great old Bash movie. Brothers. Um, so, yeah, pretty much I think it's yes, yes, and yes if you can get them in yep. for that one. Easy. Um, Ruben Jinby, the next one, is 71% owned, so I think this is going to be the easiest thing in the world. Yep. Now, lock, lock, lock. Yeah, lock, lock, lock. And I think the, the good yep. thing about him is, is that, well, averaging 80, but showing some real good talent and good patches. Now, we're not going to always get consistency with young players, but at this current point, it's like easily on field, and you just ride that train until the break even goes real high, Chris. Yeah, the only concerns, obviously, is if his role changes once Yo returns. Um, but that the coach came out today and said, yeah, we're not rushing Yo back because he's got a history of calf uh, issues. And if we rush him back and he does another one, then we're just back in square one. So it looks like he's probably got the best short-term job role of basically all the rookies outside of, say, probably your mid-rookies. They're the guy that can, you know, on a given <coughs> week, can actually probably knock out a ton. You know, he's only really hasn't done it because he hasn't got enough of the ball, but he's, he tackles well enough, obviously, puts enough pressure on the ball. He's, he, he scores in multiple ways. If he has a game where he pumps out 20 disposals, that's probably enough for him to come up. So, yeah, definitely one that you, if you don't have, you absolutely must have. Speaking of ones we probably don't have, and Swizz, we'll pass to you here. We got Jack Buckley mm. first up, and then Noah Long will pass to you, Chris. Not as high ownership. Now, when we're talking about that, so we've got Buckley's only 1.9% owned, so he's owned by Buckley All. And then Noah Long definitely is challenging um, probably your, your Davey, who's at a very high percentage of 64%. But Noah Long's a little bit creeper, the 24%. So we'll start with Buckley Swizz. Now, he had some really good scores to start this season. He's 205000 though, so he's similar to some of those more expensive options. However, he did knock out... 
um, a couple of very decent scores with a 76 and an 80, a 99, sorry. So the second round high score, Swiss. What do you think about Buckles? Yeah, like Grivo's been talking to me about him huge. Like he's massive on him. Um, the good thing is like he's 25 years old. So it's not like a proper rookie here where we're talking like a first year, 18 year old kind of player. Um, the 99 was massively helped because, you know, Whitfield being out of the team. Uh, so that does, you know, change the, the bit of the structure down there. It, kind of those weird height defenders, 193. So he's not your normal rebound, but he's not your normal lockdown defender either. He's kind of your, your Jack Gunston, but in reverse, but in defense. Um, so I don't know if that's kind of freeing him up a little bit to do some more intercept markings, like sort of maybe in that little, um, like where Himmelberg was because they've moved him forward now. Um, and that's kind of given that, that, that sort of the, the third defender playing down there who can kind of zone off. Uh, it's a hard one because I'm sure we've got other issues in our teams and that, and the Giants have the Giants still have three weekish games, so you think there might be some defense. I think they've got the Hawks maybe the following week. Um, so again, there's a chance that you know he, he if he's playing that intercept role, he could definitely take some intercept marks. But I think the hard thing is because of that higher price of being 200k, and there's other issues, well, other players that people are looking at, and we've already talked about Chandler. Um, it's, it's hard to then go okay. We're going to get this 205k rookie who we don't know what his job security is kind of be, going to be, you know, in two, three, four weeks' time. So that's just, I, I'd love to say yes. And I know a couple of people, as I said, Grimo and a couple of others talked to of saying, yeah, no, this is the point of difference I'm looking at. But yeah, it's hard for me to be, you know, sold on him, Benny. Um, Chris, do you think that there's enough points to go around in that defensive line? Because at any week, I could see, you know, like Ash, Whitfield. And even um, Taylor has had a pretty off few yeah, weeks there as well. So when he starts to get it firing, and then you've and got Haynes. Hay, um, Haynes as well, who's yeah. actually been quite impressive as well. I don't know if there's enough points to go around for a guy who is 200,000. Like, oh, granted, done well. But again, am I looking at bringing in some guy I've never heard about until this week based mm. on, oh, what some great scores is? What some great so, scores? I mean, do you have, how are you getting him? Are you going Liam Jones down to him for 20 grand? What's, I mean, what does that get you? Like, it'd be a very niche, you know, team that would be able to afford getting him in anyway. And I just don't see the point. Like, you, you kind of run yourself into a hole if he goes bad because there's only 1.9% that have him. So, to me, it just seems like way too high a risk for way too little reward. And you got to also remember, we've got two guys in the 200K bracket coming in next week in defense. So, are we looking at Bows? Are we looking at Crozier? Um, you can't trade him in this week and then be like, oh, I'm going to trade him out next week hmm. to Bose or Crozier. So, no, he's an absolute no for me. We also call that the Callahan. People yeah. trade him in and then go, oh, there's better options over here. I'm he didn't play here. the preseason game either, which is always, you know, makes me consider why. Like, how he's literally been picked from thin air. And as you said, he's been scoring well, but why did he score well last week? Well, half the Giants team was out and they actually got beaten up by West Coast. Um, so, you know, does that change this week as a, you know, a couple of, well, well, we've talked about, you know, Carlton, potentially they might see a little bit more ball down there, but how many of their ins are in, but then the following weeks, you know, Essendon and Hawthorne, well, the Hawthorne doesn't have a defense. So does that actually help him and free him up? Or is it the opposite where we saw the first week where, you know, when we were talking about Ridley and Redmond pretty well being bored 
is he just not going to see any ball there? And and the guys that will see the ball are you guys like Asher Whitfield who can at least get up to the ground. So by then, you know, after five weeks, all the Giants could be back and he could be out of the side. Ben? Yeah, Buckley's chance. I got a no on that one too, Chris. Yeah. So, what's that? A are you a no, Swizz? A hard yeah, out? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm a like a five percent yes. If you have everything right with your side, and that's where I think like someone like a Grimo is. He's just like everything's right. I've got the option to trade one player. Here's the point of difference. But it's yeah, it's a very it's a ninety five percent no. Well, I'm glad I only asked for a one word response. <laughs> Swizz. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, I'll just go no. Oh. There you go. Straight out no. Oh, it's, a, it's okay. Yeah. I, I bought, no, I bought I get, a snub at the cinema and it, ended up it, with it, the Titanic. It's like everything. It depends where you are and where you're ranked and what's your issues. Yeah. But for me, it makes sense. It just, yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, and I, I think I think Chris he was joking as far as, like, yeah, I know. It's okay, you can just pop no, down, Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> defend myself. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Chris, <laughs> long No, ago, long. Chris. No, no, a long uh, so I'm not going to put a one-word answer into this because this is I'm going to break this up into two parts. So the, the first thing is um, no along the player. Week one, uh, I was ready to drop him straight away. Um, I had Chesser and Long, and it was like probably halfway through the third quarter, and I was like poking both them both with sticks, saying, do something, hmm. right? And then the, the game started to get close, and Long was in everything, and he managed to get to that 60 from like a score of like 18 at like uh, – yeah, halfway through that third quarter. So he did get a goal. He was playing pressure, tackles in the forward line, and you know, all of a sudden the game shifted. Now, the second, second game, um, he only got seven touches and four tackles, but managed to get 63, didn't score a goal. So there's two ways to think about that. First of all, he has multiple ways of scoring because he's not just a goal-kicking forward, and he's able to hit that 60 mark without kicking a goal. That's a great sign. However... We also got to have a look at their fixture. And if you look at um, West Coast fixture, they've just played North and GWS, which are probably two of the easiest games they'll have all year. They have Frio this week, which is semi-easy, but then they have Melbourne, Geelong, Port, Carlton, and Richmond all in a row. So in terms of being a money-making cash cow, big fat no. So if I have him, and I'm not happy I have him, <laughs> um, I would suggest probably staying away if you are trying to transition to him. I don't see the point in doing that. Uh, but you guys obviously can let us know what you think. Yeah, ben. so I didn't bring him in particularly for that fixture reason, and I didn't want to be tempted by someone who might have had a good couple of rounds knowing that they had a really tough fixture. Now, it could definitely work out. If you've already got him, I think you definitely would hold him over some other people in your team. Yeah. And I actually, what I did like about him is that he was the one to actually look to drive them forward. Now, West Coast actually, there's a whole lot of stats on how they actually improve their gameplay in order to win as far as, you know, speed meters gain, like the whole works on, you know, uh, ground ball gets and how they were ranked higher that they, than they have been in years. And I think he was actually a really key part of that. I know the AFL draft expert is actually really big on this guy. I actually recommend that I picked him up in Keeper League quite late because he is someone who has the capacity to sort of get up into that midfield a little bit as well, not just that small forward, as you said. And there's definitely, I think, room for someone like that in their team I think at one point, I think it was Sheed was there like, oh, give me the cheap handball, bro. I want my easy disposal and just kind of hanging back off the pack. And this, and Long was like, nah, mate, and just burnt his opponent and just ran <laughs> forward. Ran forward, kicked it inside 50, and then they end up kicking a goal. And to he's be like, fair, no, if he handballs it to Sheed, it's just going to be a turnover anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. So he knows better. <laughs> this guy played two games and already knows better than to give it to the turnover merchants. He's watched um, the tape. 
<laughs> so for me, I look, I'm 50-50. If you have options and you have, <coughs> let's say you have like Radaglia on field in your forward line, you're really trying to free up cash and you have massive issues where Chandler's already in your side or you need an extra forward, then I think he probably kind of fights for Davey for me. And I just think he has, I think, probably a little bit better perspective based on the additional way you score as well as the points on board. Not that it'll continue, tough run, but points on board more than I think Davey, who stalled out and I think will stall out and drop a 30 at some point, Swiss. I'm a huge no on him. Um, the weeks one and two, he was the number two player at West Coast for the biggest um, uh, you know, uh, gap between AFL fantasy points and super coach points. And the reason for that, week one kicked an important goal late that put West Coast um, right back in the game. And second week, some of his touches were um, vital when West Coast were, you know, the game was close and then they were, you know, heading apart. So he's very influential and obviously super coach likes those you know big moments and that's where he and especially when you've got a game like west coast gws where there's not a lot of people taking up the normal points you know no kelly whitfield out there um so you know you like you're missing a couple hundred points straight off the norm so those big moments and that you know they're gonna wait um and that's what's happened for him so where he's actually scored like 34 and 38 in dream team he's been bumped up to those 63s in super coach and I don't see him getting those big moments against teams like Melbourne and Geelong and that and really see him probably going back to like the 25-30 because they're not going to be close enough for him to kick that important goal or have that important moment. All right. You heard it. Looks like a pretty much nearly a triple no. And um, Swizz dropping it long on long to yeah. finish out the um, next one. Uh, Constable is one that could definitely get you into lockup. Boys, constable. Um, 123,000 owned by 68%. So I think this is a real simple yeah. one as well. I don't ben, know if ben, you're going to split, it ben, do you want to swap these two around? I'll do constable, you do Wilmot. You know more about Darcy than what I do. And I was actually watching the game. Or I could game. just do a double yeah, and the, do. the old menage yeah. a trois yeah. on the constable. Now, I, I think constable's a simple one we could probably pass on really to begin with anyway. Highly, highly owned. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going out of my way with the, you know, a few. Um, so you've already had Weller came back in and took some of his kickouts. Oh. You've got, uh, I can't remember who the other son is that's coming back in. It's um, Will Powell. 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 So that's going to possibly impact it. So if you don't have him, I probably wouldn't recommend bringing him in. If you have him, then obviously you just hold because he's scoring well enough and getting enough disposals and he used it a little bit better. But I wasn't happy that his role did shift slightly. Um, any other thing to add on Constable, boys? Yeah, you're 100% right about that. Um, defensive switch up there so it was well every time the player not the only they were looking for but yeah for the kickouts uh there's still a, a real issue of his disposal efficiency he's um yeah i think it was minus 14 on the weekend from fantasy to super coach so clearly getting the ball if if you play that game if you play dream team or fantasy and, and you don't have him probably look at that because yeah he he's, he's, seems to find the ball no problems but yeah, the week before it was 87 to 56 Supercoach. He absolutely butchers that ball. And that's not not actually – that's probably a little harsh on him, but it's also they don't have – just the way the Gold Coast play, they don't chip the ball round like other teams do through the defense. They try to go fast through the midfield. And they unless Kings actually starts getting a bit more competitive up the ground, they don't actually have the targets. They, they kick to packs and the ball gets turned over and that, and that's probably a bit of Constable's issue there. So – not only is his role going to get worse and worse with Powell coming in, but 
and unless G um, Gold Coast completely change their game plan coming out defence, which is not going to happen, um, I don't see him you know able to convert those scores to become eighties and nineties, which would make him a lock. Yeah, so if you don't have him, don't get him in. And I think that's pretty much that part. Chris doing his best impersonation of Ross from Friends. He's doing the old tone it down, a few notches <laughs> on the camera screen. Not only is he divorced twice, nearly three times on Ross, but he's doing the, the hand gestures on camera as well, Chris. So we love you. I just that. would like us to pivot to a new player because that guy's yeah. 68% owned. So I don't see the point in uh, talking about him. Let's go. Uh, Chris did it. Chris checked his phone there. I saw any anything happening on the <laughs> on the phone screen. Um, so the next one is Wilmot, which Wilmot, which we will get into. Fifty three percent owned. Now, I think he has been probably quite impressive. Um, I still see some fluctuations in his scores though. So when we have a look through first round, not as impressive with a fifty one. Last week a bit better with a sixty eight. I think he's very valuable, hard running type of player. Um, that they definitely. <laughs> value so they won and they got a 68 i think there's going to be probably that fluctuation depending on how brisbane play because if brisbane get the ball and they use the overlap and then they run and spread etc then i think they're going to link up through him more and he'll be very valuable whereas on a wing if it doesn't come through your wing no good if the other team has the ball then you're just chasing someone else down the wing 100 meters and following their tail rather than you actually having the ball yourself so i think there will be that fluctuations I'm kind of 50-50 if you have other stuff there, but generally speaking, 50% of the comp have Wilmot. I don't know if I'd be going out of my way to get him because I think that there's probably other room to move or other mid-prices in that defensive line that are probably about to emerge, and I'd rather wait and spend my money on them. Chris? Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't be going out of my way to get him. Pretty simple no for me, Um, mainly because of role. Obviously, Colmore wasn't there this week. He comes back. Um, He had a much more favorable role this week and played a very well in that role, but he's not going to get that next week. So there's no point in chasing that. Um, so yeah, don't have him. Don't, don't worry about him. Swizz, do you concur? I concur. There you go. That was like, uh, what is it? The 50? No, oh, no, no, no. Catch it's, me if you can. Catch yeah, me if you can. It was on the other night and that was like, why didn't I concur? Yeah. <laughs> Such a good movie. Great movie. Underrated. Chris, you've seen that. Yeah. You're Catch a movie guy. Can. One of yeah. my favorites. Yeah. Okay. Well, why favorites. don't you fucking laugh harder then? Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm okay, just trying so, to move through and I'm trying to speed up the no, process here. Not, no, not well, make it we, we're going to do live we, if you can. Okay, well, we, oh, regrettably, we're going to pass the Swizz for Caminiti now because you know the most about <laughs> this guy. And he's 102000 which is the big appeal. He's $102,000 forward. <laughs> um, it's a joke, Chris. <laughs> um, but would you be bringing him in? Because I don't know enough about this guy. And he has scored well, Swizz. If we didn't have Chandler, then it would be a yes. But the problem that Chandler's there, he's probably got a little bit more better job security because St Kilda just players are just falling, falling away like anything at the moment, aren't they? they? Do they have any fit players for the weekend? Like absolute ridiculous what's happening down there. So um, look good. The the nine marks was impressive, uh, but that bull, that Bulldogs defence is absolutely a disgrace at the moment. Um, so that that probably did boost his score. Bombers this week, again, you know, the, the problem is the Bombers actually have a proper defense, you know, Ridley's pro, uh, Redmond's and that. Zerk Thatcher out hurts a bit, but, they, you know, Kelly's a good lockdown defender, so he's going to probably find it a little bit more harder um, for that. I'm trying to think who the Saints have the week after. Gold Coast and then Collingwood. Yeah. so Gold Coast, get, I don't think, is too bad. It's when you get into Collingwood, yeah, Carlton, into Port Adelaide. Collingwood, Carlton. So, I, he's... Yeah, just because they're injuries, job security is actually looking quite good. It's just always going to be the scoring. But 
Um, can he take those sort of? He, he needs to take six to ten marks and kick a couple of goals to be able to you know make us enough cash or score enough points to make us enough cash. And I don't think that's going to be there for the next three four weeks. I think it's the old uh, 3 a.m. tempter. You've had a couple of drinks and everything looks quite rosy and there's a lot of potential on the horizon. But Saints have won two out of two. And $102,000 forward, when you start to get, get into some better opponents, I don't think he's going to have that luxury and that scoring potential. And I'm pretty sure, even to quote the man himself, don't pick me in Supercoach. So uh, I don't think he's kind of pushing the fact that I think he's done very well and serviceable, but I don't know if I'd be looking at him for the option, Chris. Yeah, so I'm a 90-10 on this. <laughs> So, and I'll explain hmm. why, but there is only one situation where I would say, okay, community is, is a go. And that's because if you need that extra 20K to, from Chandler to get to Dacos or Goulden or an absolute must-have premium, then I would do it. I'd pull the trigger and I'd just take the risk. But there is no point in jumping on that risk bandwagon when he might not even like, get out of the 150,000 and then what are you doing? You're downgrading him for 20 grand. Like, nah. Chris, you're like, I'll pull that trigger and I'll just blast to Palm Spring. <laughs> <laughs> and I do it. I do it again. I do it again. And I boost that. I'd use that boost and I'll just blast. <laughs> Good old going in 60 seconds. Was, We're on movie, movie night. Movie, yeah, I love no, he's, he's a, he's a ripper bloke. Great, great kid. We wish him all the best. Uh, but yeah, as you said, that's the only real reason you do it. Job, job security is fairly solid, but the scoring, he he was the one. Go if you haven't seen it, go back and watch um, my interview with him on Centre Bounce, and he outlines why you don't pick him. Uh, yeah, yeah, but awesome that's that he's getting evidence. a gig. Awesome <laughs> that he's getting a gig. Um, speaking of getting a gig, Will Ashcroft, obviously the rising star for the week. I don't think anything more needs to be said there. People jumped off him last week off his low performance. However, he still actually has jumped up 1.6% this week. So I think they've seen reason and 2.2% uh, overall. So up to nearly 80% ownership. So we'll move past that one. Ken McKenzie is also the other easy one in that midfield. Now, role did change a little bit more in this previous week. Speculation as to whether maybe, you know, the opponents that he played. So Sydney maybe had some bigger bodied mids and you want to protect him from that. Um looked much more impressive inside to get them first access. So I imagine whether it's a management issue or whether they've now kind of realized, hey, this guy's actually better off playing inside and let's get him inside and access to that ball. Because he averaged, what, 93 for the first game against Essendon, 52 against Sydney. Now, if there's any more of those 50s, it kind of really does stall and stagnate that growth. But I think round one, I think, showed us enough glimpses that when this kid puts it all together, that there is definitely money to be had. Now, Chris, if you... Don't have him though. Are you going there or are you trying to, I don't know why my voice went up. Are you going there or are you looking at, hey, maybe I'll just go Warple or someone else for points as well? Well, it depends on what your structure is because, I mean, if, who do you have in your midfield if you don't have Cam McKenzie is the question. So if you've got Ashcroft at M8 and you've got a really stacked midfield, I'm not moving him. I'm not like moving heaven and earth to get him on my bench. I don't see the point in that. Um, he's, the, the problem is with him right now is role. So... This week, we had a huge change in CBAs. He dropped 25% CBAs. So if you if that's going to be the norm moving forward, then I can't imagine him averaging over 60. If he reaches back towards that 50% mark, which is where he should be, then sure, he, he can average anywhere between, say, you know, 70 to 80. And then that's a must-have. But we just don't have enough information right now to make that call. And I wouldn't be wanting to put him on your bench if that's the case. 
So far too expensive to be doing that in my opinion. If you're rebalancing your team, so let's say you're taking out a mid, let's say it's a Kelly or I don't know, someone who's injured or underperforming guy. Let's say a Neil. Let's say you want to trade out a Neil and you're trying to rebalance your side. You don't have McKenzie. You go Neil to McKenzie. So he's on field in your midfield and then you're redistributing that cash to Dacos or um, you know, Jay-Z in Setterfield and whatever it might be. That is a situation where I'd go, yep, okay, McKenzie's one that you look at, but not to get on your bench. Chris, get a grip of yourself, mate. That's twice you've name-dropped Dacos first without Setter Goat. Setter Goat should be the Sorry, first person I, you drop at every single instance, I at every single opportunity. Or Zebul, after the bet that we make, the amount that you haven't actually <laughs> rubbed it in and dropped Zebul Town and the fact that we own him and I own him, pretty we've much. Pretty, we've, yeah. we've actually smashed the mid-prices, I reckon, like as a group. So, yeah, pat on the back to all of us. So, you know, at least if I can't on the back for you too, I think can't convince the community past 4%, but I can convince you too. And that's what counts. (laughs) Um, You convinced me of a lot of things, Chris. The annoying thing about McKenzie is that I played him over on field over Ashcroft this week thinking, oh yeah, the, the Lions tough match against the the D's midfield and McKenzie, why would they drop his CBAs? And of course they drop his frigging CBAs. Hmm. I'm actually, I'm a no to bringing him in and I'm more actually the question I've been getting is he a trade-out target for to either make cash to go down to Chandler or if you've got the money to get up to Warple or Setagoat and that, do you go McKenzie to one of them? And I think that's a yes. If you can get Setterfield or Setagoat or Warple, then it's probably a little bit more of that more. So I don't like downgrading. I don't the reason I'm is- not as much on that, but... Yeah, who you're McKenzie will, yeah, well, and I also think McKenzie can still make a hundred thousand or more. Yeah. Yep. Right now, when they play North Melbourne, maybe they were saving him to have more chunk time against some, you know, junior midfielders, per se. And then you've got Geelong, probably again, I guess, older guys or younger ones turning over. GWS Adelaide, so I think there's still a lot of younger dynamics or inexperienced like mesh with some of these teams coming up that someone of his caliber could do really well before you go and play the Dogs, Fremantle, Melbourne, etc. I think there's probably a really nice four-week window where he could make you 100 to 150. And I don't think Chandler's that much of a guarantee, so I would not be downgrading. But I feel your reservations where if I didn't have him, I'm kind of not feeling pressured. Like, oh, like, do I really want to spend $180,000? Because then if I went and got Chandler instead this week, if I needed an upgrade, <coughs> and at least that's 60 grand I can throw somewhere and invest. And it's all about investing at this mo- at this point. The, the one thing is that... Um, I think his role does improve over time, but I do want to be on record here and say, you don't want to be on the end of the, I traded him to Warple and then their roles reversed and Cam McKenzie starts averaging 90 and Warple starts averaging 60. You would be furious. So I I don't, I don't like, I, I don't like that. I think there's, there's, there's other ways to do it that are probably better um, than training out Cam McKenzie in that situation because it's it's more to me that Sam Mitchell did that because it's Sydney and he wanted a hardened midfield. He wanted someone bigger. He wanted Nash in there instead. That to me makes more sense. <laughs> Obviously this week they've got North. So, uh, you know, that w- would be probably shed a little bit more light. Um, in a you know, young, obviously midfield, they don't have Jai Simpkin this week either. So you'd imagine that it'd be LDU and then probably Phillips would probably go in there. That'd be a great little matchup for him. So, yeah, we probably don't have enough information, and I'm not w- willing to ride that train out of, onto another station. If you speaking didn't... of another station, oh, yeah, Swiss stations of you, you go. Oh, ho, 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 ho. all aboard! <laughs> I 
I was going to say, yeah. if you don't have McKenzie, if you don't have Sheasel, would you go McKenzie to Sheasel? If that was my only option? Yeah. Yep. In yeah. A... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would, until, until... I, I'd probably go anyone to Sheasel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying for the community to say, okay, because you're, you're a no on McKenzie to Warple. And that, yeah. so I was just going through the options because people were thrown to me about Setterfield, Warple. I was just throwing Sheasel in there as well. And then Chandler. So we're a no yep. McKenzie down to Chandler. You're a no for Warple, a McKenzie to Warple. Yes to, would you be a yes for McKenzie to Setterfield? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah anyone okay. anyone to Setterfield. That's pretty yeah. much the same as Sheezel. Oh, I'm just, it's a, it's an just easy... giving it for the listeners who are asking. If that's your questions. only option. Yeah, if yeah. that's your only option. But I mean, it, even Warple this week dropped his CBAs to 54%. You know, I'm a little bit like, why? That's a sixteen percent drop in a pick number one. Anyway, um, so we, we digress. So uh, Philippu, so I'll start on Philippu, guys, because I actually am trading him out this week. Now it's not necessarily Ooh. yes, um, it's a couple of things. So uh, he's actually a forty-eight percent owned rookie. Now that's a lot, a lot more than what I thought was. I think in our small community, not a lot of guys have Philippu, and they're looking to get him in. And the thing with his role is it's a shit role. He scored three goals and only and only got uh, 59. And that's going to happen because he's a small forward, essentially, or I would say medium forward. He's got all the talent in the world. That's not the issue. He's He's got the potential, if his role would shift when they do get these forwards to come back, um, to be able to, if he gets more up the ground, to score a lot more. But right now, no. And I need 40K. And so I'm actually looking at going him down to uh, Chandler. Which and because he's actually on my bench, and so this is another consideration. He's on my bench. He's not on my field. So if he's on your field, you kind of need him because he's got great job security and a decent score. That he's probably going to be around that sort of minimum fifty to seventy sort of range. Um, but yeah, I, I, he's on my bench, so really he's just making money for me. In that sort of situation, I'm just going to go down to Chandler, who will probably in the short term make more money. I'm not, not sure about the long term. We'll have to see. Um, and then I've actually invested to another guy to get more points on field in a different avenue. So, um, so yeah, that's that's for me. So, for me, it's 50-50. Would I be bringing him in? I think other guys make more cash. So, no, I wouldn't be bringing him in. I'm a little bit upset because I actually did bring him in early based on the fact on what he did in round one. Mm. And then they pretty much parked, parked a nice little brand-new edition Rolls-Royce in the pocket. Yep. And Whereas the week before that, he was getting like, he had like eight contested possessions and was scoring in other avenues and kicked like one goal for like an 80. I was like, wow, like one goal contested possessions. He's getting his own ball. But then it's hard for you to get your own ball when you're kind of, they're kicking to full forward and they're just forcing you to kind of wait for scraps on the side. Like it was not impressive. I thought he did well for what he had, but I also think it might be, if you've got him, you just kind of, I think, yeah, stick it and write it out unless you can do something fancy like Chris. And um, yeah, It's got to be something that that's, like, beneficial. Like, I'm to, again, it's it's cash to get to yeah. an upgrade. Like, I, I'm using it to get to Warple on field. So, uh, to, Warple on field. Um, to get Warple in. Like, I, I'm actually 40K short of getting Warple. So, that's why I'm, I'm doing it. So, yeah. Um, but more it, points on field going for the yeah, overall master. Exactly so that right. And pushes actually another rookie off. So it's a huge points gain for what I'm doing. If you're not doing it to do that, then there's no point. You may as well just hold him and just you know, accept the cash. Gen. You heard Chris at any opportunity, make sure you get a rookie off. Um, <laughs> which was, that was a summary of, of exactly <laughs> what you said. That was like a direct quote. Yeah. You're yeah, absolutely right. Just don't, do just don't get, 
Don't get comfortable <laughs> off though, because uh, you'll end up in handcuffs. Um, interesting. So look, really quick. So for me, I'm saying 50, 50, because if you have him, I think you just kind of hold unless you're doing something fancy. Would you be going out of your way? Twiz? I, I, I'm a no and I'm with Chris. So I'd actually be considering trading him out. All right, there you go. Two no's and a 50-50, so definitely outweighed on this one. No discussion on these next few, but a yes, no, or 50-50. Um, Davey. Swiss. To trade him in, no. No. And a 50-50 for me. Only, again, if it frees up cash and you don't have someone. Um, obviously, I'm outweighed on this one again. Uh, Hollands, Swiss. 50-50. The kids are running machine. Chris? Absolutely not. He's yeah, one I'm bad with... game away from Lockie O'Brien replacing him. And I'm also a no when um, a spot, mate. he's not coming in for Hollands. <laughs> when and when well when Walsh is also back, I think it kind of changes yeah. the dynamic. So that's that one for me. Uh, Oscar Baker is heavily owned. Swizz, not to trade in, no. But he just sits at M10. Chris, nope. Same, same. Tom Cole, I'm a probably a no for an in, but I already have him. Tom Cole. 182 CS and had a crapper of a week at 52. I'm guessing nose all around. Yeah, Too expensive. The 52 hurt him because they yeah, didn't see did. the ball in defense. Your mate Stocker, Swizz, I don't know if you have him, 4.3%. See, it's more Chris's mate than that. Uh, but 216,000 was a Jones replacement now no longer. Anyone tempted? Uh, he's, it's got to be considered. I'm going to go with no because I – I, I kind of feel like I'd rather just wait on Crozier or Bose, yeah. and I don't think I can afford bringing yep. him in without those two. Is it, He'd be in the same boat as, as what I said about Buckley, but I'd rather have Stocker over Buckley if you were looking at that. Makes sense. And I think the last one for that one, so Lucky Cowan, would you be bringing him in? No. A little bit better this week, just gone? I wouldn't be bringing him in, but I'm happy that I have him. Put it that way. I do agree. Let's get more complicated. Now, Pedler, 5.8%, didn't do very well on the weekend, just gone and scored a 36. Uh, easy out. Yep. Oh, we're we going with tr- tr- trading out? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll trade have out to, now. Have, Let's go. At his have price, to. have to trade out. Have to yep. trade him. I he's agree. An e- have to. He's have an to. E- I think he's the easy one if you don't have Chandler. Yep. And that frees up like 50K nearly 50K too. 50K and Chandler's going to make at least 60. It's just that's a no-brainer. Easy, easy. Fergus Green's probably a little bit more complicated. Swizz already spoke about him as well. The Jack in the Box, 123K. Probably still does have a slow burn and he might get to 200. Mm. Is that 80K or 100K you might get off him worthwhile if it takes you 10 rounds? Chris, you're an out. Uh, I've already traded him, but I, I'm not sure I would if I didn't need to. Um, he actually scored 0-4, uh, kicked 0-4 over the weekend. That could have been an 80 game. He played very well. Um, if you don't need to trade him, don't. But if he's your only option to getting Chandler, then I'm okay with it. Okay, so if you can... If I'm it's probably 50-50, yeah. Yeah, no, that makes option, sense. Yeah. I'm 50-50 as well. I think he probably definitely has money to make. A little bit of fluctuation. And uh, I think they're playing North as well this week, so it's not the kind of time I would like to get rid of him, uh, especially when North don't have the highest of timber and I think someone like him could actually get up the ground a little bit. And um, yeah, who else? I wouldn't trade him out in that. Definitely not. He's. I think a it has to be a Asava. first out. Would he? Would he be challenging Pedler for the first out of your side? Do you reckon Asava? Well, Asava would be probably more owned, wouldn't he? So yeah, thirty-two percent. Yeah, he's yeah. Again, unless the, the you know the hard thing with Asava is a lot of people have him at R three. So 
it's not as easy to trade him out unless you're bringing in Madden or waiting a week to see how Samson Ryan goes. Like Samson yep. got a 72 this week. Now I don't think he's going to go anywhere near that against Collingwood, but if he was to go 70 plus, then can you hold a Safa for one more week and then go and get Ryan? That's going to be considered. Uh, I'm holding. The The reason that you um, brought in Sava was for ruck cover. That doesn't change anything. So unless you're, um, unless you all of a sudden think have and have blind faith that Tim English is not going to pull another calf and do another reductor of groin or, or anything like that or get concussed, then sure. But no, I, I'm actually holding. Job security is even better now than it ever has been. Uh, obviously, role has proven to not be amazing, mainly because Geelong have been absolutely smacked. But I mean, take a look at Geelong's run coming up. Obviously, it just turns a corner right now. Um, so Geelong have. Uh, Gold Coast this week, then Hawthorne, then uh, West Coast. So the next three games are favourable matchups for Asava. I wouldn't be trading him, not not for me. Interesting. And I also agree if if Samson Ryan like absolutely tears it up this week, then at least get the one week. Yeah, you at least get a one week. Get a little buff, and that way you can always reassess. And and if there's anything we've learned over the last week is wait one more week and do not bring in a Horn Francis after a week's of data. Don't get rid of people like Hopper or or um, Ashcroft after a week's data. Maybe just kind of wait it out a little bit. So I'd be taking that little bump to the pay rise uh, before I move that on. Any other final rookies that you can kind of see on here, guys, that people yep. might actually have, Chris? Uh, Chessa. So um, yeah. I oh, think, yes. So I've, I've, again, I've trading him, trading him this week. Um, so he will be out of my team. I think that, uh, <sighs> look, if you want to make cash, you're going to have to pull a trigger on someone. And he's the one that I'm pulling the trigger on. However, I can see that sometimes he's just not going to fit into your, the, like if you need to make cash, he's not one you make cash from. That's the only issue. Um, so if you need to make cash to, to make other moves, uh, then obviously he's not one you can trade, but otherwise I'd be, he'd be first out for me in most teams. Um, I don't think he's going to, he's obviously now been proven that he's a low time on ground candidate. He got subbed last week. So he's potential to be subbed out and a sub risk. Um, yes, they want to get games into him, so they're still going to, you know, persist with this. But his scoring's not going to improve. It might be till the second half of the year that we don't see any any real cash stream out of him. So, yeah, one to go. Yeah, if you keep him, it'll be like, oh, I'll keep him. He'll make money eventually, and that's like, yeah, wonderful. He finally starts make starts making money at round ten, eleven, twelve, and you're like, oh, wonderful. I got cover for the buy for that one round. Um, easily sold, low score, low time on ground, subbed out of the game. So if he's subbed out, easily an option to be subbed in, and he is cooked. He might actually lose money. That's how poor he scored. So for me, if you ain't making money, you ain't getting honey. So you get zero court time. You can get the fuck out of my team. <laughs> um, nice. one, one that I'll bring up is, and I agree with that with Chessa, is the 10% own Ben King. And it's exactly what I said preseason. Uh, the early conditions for up in Gold Coast aren't going to cons- um, suit him, especially with the teams they play up there. So that's why, you know, the 19 first week, the 70 under the roof against Essendon. Plays Geelong, again, slippery conditions up, but the Suns this week probably goes 20 again. And then, you know, you're going to get that. So I don't think, I think if you're looking at trading someone down, he's the one. I know he's got the seven in his score now, but I think he, I don't think he was a good choice. Chris? Uh, yeah, one more is uh, Bodie Yuland. I think he probably goes this week, unfortunately. Um, so it's going to be between him and Ben Long. Um, in my in my opinion, as to who goes out of that team, um, 
unfortunately, he's just come off a bad week and obviously Long's a little bit more experienced, even though I personally think that Long was way worse. I thought he was the worst in their defensive line by an absolute mile. Um, but yeah, it might be, say, you know, for, uh, just because based on experience, Fulham's the one that goes out and I do believe that that's the case. So just watch team sheets for that one. Um, but yeah, he obviously is one. If he's not, if he's dropped, then I wouldn't be holding him. I'd be moving him up. And finally, Combin is one that we cool. did say wait a wait a week, <laughs> wait a week because this guy did. Even though we love him and we know he's best twenty two and he's very valuable to North and their structure, he also went negative in the preseason, and that's hard to do. Play a full game, eighty percent time on ground or whatever it is, and go negative, super coach. And he backed up a, a lot of time in the ruck. Goldie's come in and looked like he was great. Goldie didn't need much of a chop out. Goldie was happy just tailing up and forcing Darcy into a negative super coach at halftime. And um, yeah, so he scored 12 super coach points. So that is a massive fat no. And if you have him, I'd be probably looking at getting rid of him as equally as Chessa would probably be the first two I'd be getting out of my side if I had those two players. Agreed. What are your thoughts? One, well, the last one for me would be Miller Bergman. Miller uh, Bergman. I don't even know where he's in this list. Hold on, let me. Let me uh, yeah, a- ASL, a- ASL, yeah. age sex location. What he's, team? Uh, Two point three minus 30, teams. Okay, yep. minus so thirty-seven. He's got minus thirty-seven break even. <laughs> just plodding along in the fifties. Eh, not interested. Um, I mean, is he? Is he is he fifty thousand? Is this a, is this um cricket super coach? I'd, I'd I'd be interested for that for fifties for sure. He's he's basically Wilmot except not like are you trading any of those? Also, oh, is Will not? Yeah, no, <laughs> I like it. Nah, no, no, right. there's. I don't think there's any way you can get him in with his. He's only defender only. Yeah, there's nah. You don't and trade anyone to him. That rounds us up for the rookies. Uh, moving on, we go into the mid prices where the arguments will probably extend. Oh. Did you, did we say about trading out Goda? Because he's still highly no. owned. He's like fifteen yeah, percent. He's he's fine. He's scored what fifty seven and fifties and fifties. He's one hundred ninety two thousand. So I think if you could That's free up problem, cash, yeah, price. yeah. I mean, otherwise you just kind of I'd wait a week and let him go up a smidgen, and then I'd just go bows, throw some cash at him, and but I'd the, kind of put that into my plans now. I mean, if you the only reason why you would trade him as if you didn't get McKenna. Yeah, yeah. Or you'd wait a week. Or you wait a week and have a look at Crozier and try to get try to leave enough cash to get to Crozier or Bose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. I think that's pretty much it. That can be a next week monitor, and that wraps us up for the rookies. Pretty much the ins and outs, the maybes, and the sideway twisted extended conversations. Um, that's it. Next we have mid prices, and the fun will get real. It's a set a goat special. We'll see you then. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry! 